Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016 I helped him launch his very first membership he had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership in his first launch he got a hundred and thirty members bringing him in about sixty thousand in income every year now He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. I'm obsessed with this building because for me... No matter what your business is, no matter what size it is, no matter where you are in your business, building a list is one of the most important things that you can do because you're basically gathering your community together. You are having another way to market to them. You're connecting with your audience and you're basically almost collecting people who are your perfect customer, which is amazing. You are listening to Your Dream Business Podcast, episode 249. You are listening to Your Dream Business Podcast, and I am your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you are a business owner who is striving to build a business and a life that you dream of on your own terms and doing something that you love, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, I will share with you business, marketing, and mindset tools and strategies that I have used to start and grow my own dream business, as well as the dream businesses of hundreds of business owners from around the world. So if you're ready, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you doing? How's things? So today, I'm going to jump straight in and tell you that we're doing a podcast episode around the questions that I get asked around list building. Now, you know, if you've been listening to me for a while, and if you haven't, welcome. I'm so grateful you're here, but I'm obsessed with list building because for me, no matter what your business is, no matter what size it is, no matter where you are in your business, building a list is one of the most important things that you can do because you're basically gathering your community together. You are having another way to market to them. You're connecting with your audience and you're basically almost collecting people who are your perfect customer, which is amazing. So I talk about it all the time and I'm going to be running a five-day challenge soon, which I'm really excited about. So I thought it would be a great idea in order to run up to that challenge, to let you know about the challenge, to also go over some of the questions that I get asked all the time about list building. And I'm hoping that as you listen to this, maybe some of the questions that you've had in your head about 
when should you post? Is there a better time of day? How do you stop it going into the spam folder? How to stay consistent? What you should actually email people? I'm really hoping that some of these questions will be ones that you've got and that I will get answering them for you. But first, let me quickly tell you about the challenge. So it starts on July the 11th and runs through for that week. And then there's a bonus call on the following Monday, just to kind of wrap up and answer any further questions that you might have. And basically over the five days, I'm going to be walking you through the main steps that you need in order to get your list set up. So if you've wanted a newsletter out to your customers, if you want to send emails to them, if you want to start building that community, then you need this five-day challenge and you need an email list. So over the five days, like I said, each day you'll get a lesson sent out to you that'll be short and sweet and it'll tell you exactly what you need to do. There's also going to be prizes. So if someone is going to win a free course of Build My List that explains how to do everything. And it's just going to be great fun. We're going to be hanging out for a week talking all things list building. So if you want to join me for that challenge, I would love to see you there. It's going to be great fun. Go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash challenge and you can find all the details there and you can sign up and join me for that. It's going to be fab. But anyway, let's get going with some of these questions. So what I did is I went back through previous Build My List courses that I've done, Facebook groups from a previous challenge, and I've basically looked at all the questions I get asked, which is lots and lots, which is great, about list building. And I've picked some of the ones that I thought are probably the most common. They come up the most and that I think you might have. Okay, so let's start by talking about actually emailing them. What do you send someone when you email them? This is a question I get a lot. So often, they will come and think about doing build my list or they'll come and they'll be list building or they'll create something in order to get people onto their emails, but then they don't email them. And I did exactly the same. And I've talked about this a million times before. I'm sure you've heard me talk about it, but I did. I built an email list and I didn't email them, which was a really stupid thing to do. Uh, so hands up. I did the stupid thing first. So you lot don't have to. You can now just take my advice. So the first thing is that you do have to email them from, from day one. I get people saying to me, you know, well, there's only 10 people on my list. Well, they don't know they're only one of 10. So all they know is they signed up and they want to receive something. So make sure you send them something. In terms of what to send them, I often teach between love letters and newsletters. Now, neither is right or wrong. They are personal preferences to which you think would be most appropriate for you and your business. But basically, a newsletter is what you would traditionally see where there are, um, where it's quite a designed looking thing. There tends to be lots of links and the and they tend to be less frequent because instead of like talking about one thing, they talk about lots of things. So they only send out maybe every other week or once a month or whatever it is. And whereas when I talk about love letters, I talk about the kind of emails I send. And obviously, if you're not on my list, then please do go ahead to my website and you'll be able to find a sign up there. But love letters for me are, I write them as if I'm writing them for one person. I literally think of people in my audience as I'm writing it. And I imagine I'm talking directly to them. And then I tend to talk around one subject, one thing. And then I tend to only give one call to action or one link in each email. So like I said, it doesn't matter whether it's one or the other. It doesn't matter. There's not a right or wrong. 
It's just what fits with you. And what fits better with me is that kind of style. If you are a product, if you're selling products, then probably a newsletter style might be better. If you don't want to email very often, but I'm coming to that, then again, a newsletter style might be better. But if you think about like what you might put in a newsletter, so you might talk about an achievement of someone who bought your thing, a testimonial or a case study. You might talk about a new service you're offering. You might talk about a tip or a frequently asked question. They can all be broken up into individual emails. So I can literally take that one tip and write an entire email around it and just talk about why that tip is important, how I've come to that tip, what I've done. So you can see how like those bigger things can be pulled down into one email. Also, when you're thinking about what you put in these emails, think it's just another content, okay? So previously, many, 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 many years ago when I first started marketing and we would use, I think we used constant contact back in the day and I would send emails for Land Rover or whatever it was. Like they were so different then. It wasn't seen as content as such because emails were really specific. Often it was your work email address. You'd only see it on a computer. You'd only see it during work days. And therefore things like, you know, what time you sent it would matter more than it does now. But it's not. Now your emails tend to be on your phone. You tend to almost go in them as often as you would go into your social media. So just see it as another arm. If you've put a post on social media about a case study, then why wouldn't you send an email about that? So often I think when people think about what to send, they get really heads up in terms of, you know, they've got to write war and peace. You absolutely don't. They can be long, they can be short, they can be whatever you want. So it purely depends on you and what you prefer. So how do you stay consistent when you're emailing? Well, the thing that I had to do is I had to commit myself to the world and basically say, I say the world, like my very small audience, but I had to say to them that I'm going to email you this amount of times or on this day or this time or whatever it was. I had to make that decision kind of public. I had to come out and go, this is what I'm going to do because that would hold me accountable. If I didn't, I wouldn't have done it. So sometimes just having that accountability of promising that you're going to show up in a certain way or a certain time or a certain whatever, even if you think someone's paying attention or not, it just really helps. So that's what I did. I committed to saying, and when I first started properly emailing, I emailed once a week on a Wednesday. So I committed to saying, this is what's, you know, happened, this is what I'm going to do and, and I'm going to email every single week. And I did. Apart from actually when my mum passed away, I was I missed two weeks. But then I emailed to go, this is why I've missed two weeks. I'm sorry and I'm back. So for me, saying it out loud, telling people really helps with that consistency. The other thing that helps me now, because I do three emails a week, I do a Monday, a Wednesday and a Friday, and we'll get to frequency and how often you should email and that sort of thing in a bit. But when I do those days, now the only way I can stay consistent is by batching those emails. So literally right before, it's like my batching day to day as I'm recording this, I am I did a month's worth of emails and I'm doing a month's worth of podcasts. So for me, I tend to put it all together because when you're doing one style of thing, so when I'm writing, it's much easier to just write one email, then another, then another, then another, and you get in the zone. The same with podcasting. Once I've kind of got into the flow of doing it, it's so much easier to to just knock out the four podcasts at once. So for me, that's how I stay consistent. I batch those things together. And to the point where you could even write them and schedule them ready so you don't even have to think about it. My only slight thing with this is 
that sometimes when I want to be spontaneous or something's come up, then obviously my whole thing is planned and all of it's written. Now, it's not to say that I don't change it sometimes or tweak it, but it's just it's just another thing. But if I didn't batch, I know I wouldn't do it. So that kind of downside of occasionally have to tweak and move things is well worth that effort because it's getting done. Okay, next question I hear a lot is how often should you send emails? This is a big one. So it used to be, like I said, back in the day, I've been around a long time, that like once a month was when you sent an email. And that was fine back in the day. The problem with it now is if I said to you, you can only post on social media once a month and do you think it'll do anything for your business? Like I'd be laughed out the room. Of course, there's no way we would think that. There's no way we would consider just posting once a month and think that that's going to be okay. And I'm really sorry to tell you that that's kind of the same for emails. Once a month is not really going to cut it because it's almost too far away. And also it's 12. That's it. 12 emails in one year. You know, whereas I'm doing 12, am I doing 12 in a month? I sh- that's quick maths. I should be able to do that maths. Uh, three times four. <laughs> yeah, that's 12. No, it's not. Two, four, eight, two, eight, to 16. I can't believe you're actually listening to me do my maths on the podcast. I am so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually doing a minimum of 16 a month. Um, you've probably sat there shouting at me before this going, that's not 12, Teresa. So, so yeah, so 12 emails, that's it. 12 posts in a year, that's it. That is not enough. So once a month for me, really now I would say is not enough. Every other week could be okay. Every week could be okay. Obviously I email three times a week and I know some people email every single day. And when I first heard that, I literally like couldn't believe that they did that and thought it was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard. But the truth is, as long as you tell people what to, you know, what to expect, then it's going to be okay. Because if you sign up to my emails and you get three emails, emails a week and you don't like it, you'll unsubscribe. I did have someone message me saying they find three too much and was there an option to drop to less? But the problem is the way I write my emails, I tend to write them in a theme for the week. So normally I'll talk about something on Monday and then Wednesday's emails relating to it and so's Fridays. So it's really tricky to just pick which would be the most important for you to get. So unfortunately, that's not the case. And as it is, they didn't unsubscribe and they're still they're still getting my emails. But I do get for some people that would be too much. But as long as I'm consistent and I tell them. Also, the other thing that you don't want to do, regardless of what you choose of your frequency, you don't want to suddenly go from once a week or every other week to five times in a week because you've got something to say. So it's about that consistency of you showing up in their inbox. So if I rarely email on a day that isn't a Monday, Wednesday or Friday, I will I will say, you know, I don't normally email you today, but I wanted to share this or I wanted to do this. And it's normally if something extra has come up, like I said, you know, because I do batch ahead. Sometimes if something extra has come up, I really want to get it out there. Then I will add an extra e- email in. So like I said, it's not about how often really it's about being consistent and not when you go into a sales mode or a launch mode that suddenly you absolutely bombard people because you're going to suddenly see a really big unsubscribe in those times when you're doing that because they're not used to it. Okay, so then the next question I get asked a lot is, is there a better time or day to send? Now, it's a bit like social media, really. 
yes and no. And and it's so personal to you. If you know, so for instance, if you're running a restaurant and you want to be getting bookings for the weekend, then maybe Wednesday would be a good day to send it. If you are talking to businesses and you want to let them settle into the week, then maybe a Tuesday could be good. Friday afternoon, probably not if you're talking to business people. Monday morning, probably not if you're talking to business people. Just because obviously Fridays and Mondays tend to be the days that they're either gearing up for the day or finishing for the week. So, so yeah, I think it really doesn't matter so much now. Like I said, unless you can see a reason such as, you know, the restaurant example I gave, then really it doesn't matter. It more matters what day you're likely to be able to get it out. So if you know that on a Tuesday, you're always quiet because you don't book in clients or whatever, then do it on a Tuesday because I'd much rather you do it on a day that suits you, but you get it out than not. So yeah, in terms of day or time, it doesn't really matter a whole lot. It used to back in the day, uh, not so much now. Okay, another one uh, I get all the time is how do you stop the emails going into junk or spam? Now, this is a tricky one because at the end of the day, no one can really control what happens once they send the email because you're going into different email systems and different email systems look at different things and require different things. So it's kind of impossible to say this is what you should do to get it to stop going to junk because there's really nothing you can do other than using a reputable email provider, which, you know, all the ones I would talk about are reputable and, and great. Also, the fact of, you know, make sure your content is good so no one's marking it as spam. Make sure you're not emailing people whose addresses you don't you haven't collected properly. And again, those people might mark you as spam and that's going to affect your whole email list. I'm not saying it's going to put it all in spam, but it might affect the deliverability of it. The thing that I do do is I always ask for responses. Now, I ask for responses because I genuinely love getting responses and I genuinely love hearing from people and I like replying to people. But one of the benefits of people doing that is that you almost get put on their safe senders. You can also ask them to put you on their safe sender. But to be honest, I think, I don't know how many people do that. I don't think I've ever done it. But if you reply, then your email is kind of acknowledging that this is a proper email and it's more likely to go into the inbox. So do ask for replies. That will help. But unfortunately, there's not a whole lot I can say about getting out of the junk and spam. Other than the other thing, so if you're getting people to sign up to a lead magnet or a freebie or whatever it is, in the thank you page, make sure you put check your spam or junk. It might be in there. So make them aware that it might have gone in there and they should go look for it. Okay. Then the last question I've got for you, because I just wanted this to be a bit short and a bit sweet, is what system should I use and why can't I just send my emails from my normal email? So when I say normal email, you might have an email address like we have, hello at TeresaHeathWearing.com. Why couldn't we just email everybody from there? Why do, why do we need a system? Well, first off, you can't and shouldn't email people from those email addresses or Gmail or anything that you would use for day to day. You're not allowed to email. You must have an unsubscribe button on the emails that you send and therefore best practice is to send it through a system, not through your own emails. Also, if your list gets big and, you know, you'd literally have to like add a load of email addresses into your email system. But if your list got big, then they're not designed to send emails to lots and lots of people at once. And again, it, the system won't like it. And there's a potential that you could be blacklisted or you could be, you know, your email kind of marked as a spam because you're trying to send lots of emails 
to groups of people through a normal email provider like Gmail or something. So you can't do that. Don't do that. Please don't do that. So you do need to use an email system. Now, one of the things we're going to cover in the challenge is what system you should use. I have used many, 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 many systems. And lots of them are much of a muchness. There is one that I actively tell you to avoid. And there is one that I would normally tell you to start with, but it really does depend on where you are in your business, what you need it to do. But for me, and I know this always is a bit controversial, I don't recommend MailChimp. I would say avoid MailChimp. During Build My List, I have taught myself to do the lead magnet process on many different systems. And the, the course itself has three different systems in there for you to watch the process. And MailChimp isn't one of them because it's not intuitive. It's not easy. And it actually has some major flaws that causes problems along the line. So for me, I don't recommend that. The one I always say to get started with, if you're just getting started, is MailerLite. It's my favorite getting started. Cost-wise, it's great. It's very intuitive and it's one of the systems that I teach and build my list. So, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. So if you're just starting out, that's where you should look. If you want it to do more technical and clever things, then there are other systems. But like I said, if you join me for the challenge, you are going to be able to get on a call with me and specifically tell me about what you needed to do in your business and where you are. And I'll be able to suggest a system for you because, like I said, I have pretty much used them all. Okay, so I'm really hoping that those questions helped. Like I said, those are the ones I tend to get asked about emails once people have set up a list. But if you haven't got your list or you have got a list, but it's not really getting people on it like you hoped, that's normally the case that somewhere on your website, it says sign up to my newsletter and no one's opting in, then definitely join me for the challenge. Like I said, head over to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash challenge and you can sign up there and I will see you in there. Okay, until next time. Have a wonderful week and I will see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to Your Dream Business Podcast. And if you loved this episode, then please feel free to go and share it on your social media or head over to iTunes and give me a review. I would be so very grateful.